Making inroads. The first farmers arrive at Idaklun. In 1964, a local farmer named Johnny McLean was cutting turf near his home in Idaklun when he uncovered a relic from the time of the very first farmers in this area. A stone axe head that was still lodged in the top of its shaft. Perhaps it snapped before its owner abandoned or lost it. It is perhaps intriguing to think what that Neolithic farmer may have thought about his broken axe being on display thousands of years into the future in such a place as the National Museum of Ireland, alongside countless other broken tools and lost and forgotten items. So the earliest site that we found at Edercloon was a trackway which was about two and a half metres below the ground surface or the modern ground surface. It was a trackway that dates for, to around 3600 to 3300 BC. And this was built in the Fen, which is an early stage in the development of the bog. And it's this beautiful path, Edercloon 45, that was built meandering out across the Fen and winding its way amongst different trees that were growing out on the bog. This ancient trackway was just part of the enormous change that was being wrought across the Irish landscape in the Neolithic. The Neolithic represents the, the, the period when farmers arrive in Ireland and farmers have a much bigger impact on the environment than hunter-gatherers. So in the pollen records, what we see with the beginning of the Neolithic is major disturbances in the landscape. So this is represented by the cutting down of trees, the clearing of trees. Uh, We see tree pollen decreasing in concentrations and at the same time we see an increase in things like grasses and other weeds that need um, a lot of light to reach them. So so they thrive once the the trees are cut back. Uh, So we we call this, we we can see large-scale disturbances in some areas where lots of trees are cleared and large open areas are are created. Um, And in other cases, we see woodland disturbance. So it might be that that the areas that are being cleared are much further away from the site or that smaller clearances are being made. And some trees are still masking those those clearances. Um, So with the Neolithic in Ireland, we see many pollen records across the island showing the same kind of signal. We get large-scale woodland clearance at the beginning of the Neolithic in or around 3800 BC. Edercloon, we see the classic Neolithic land clearance. Uh, Specifically, we see trees such as oak and elm being cleared um, and then grasses and and other weed taxa expanding. We don't see evidence for cereal growing. Uh, That could be because it's it, the, the cereal pollen doesn't travel very far. So the, 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 if they were growing cereals in, in the area, it, the pollen might not just sort of have made it to the bog. Uh, but we can definitely say that they were clearing land and creating grassy areas. Um, so in that respect, Edercloon is, it, it has the classic signal um, at the beginning of the Neolithic. This trackway itself belongs to the earlier part of the period, a story told through the wood that was used in its construction. It deviates from the later periods in that there is no ash at all. And that's something we see in other uh, sites from Ireland. Ash only comes into being when uh, landscape is being more developed and opened up by the first farmers. So, in fact, it reflects that this uh, um, uh, toha was laid down when the landscape was not fully developed. The Neolithic in Ireland lasted over one and a half thousand years, 
a period that saw both natural and man-made changes to the landscape. As the Neolithic um, progressed, basically the Fen area was continuing, the Fen was continuing to develop and expand. So it was deepening, it was, it was, it was expanding laterally, um, and uh, it just, it would have probably been a reasonably consistent environment over, if you think about it, over a long period of time, until it reached the point where um, the water table was too far below the plants on the surface. And that at that point then in the Bronze Age, we move from this fen environment into a raised bog environment. And then the landscape changes because fens are very different um, environments and ecosystems from raised bogs. The changes in local plant life are, of course, reflected in the wood chosen to make the trackways through the fen as it developed. Yeah, so like I think what you find in Torres is almost never a reflection of what's growing on the landscape. It is a choice what was locally available. Mm -hmm. uh, so the hazel in this period was uh, quite closely, uh, really easily accessible yeah. and, and usable. So it, it tells you because this was a fen area yeah. and dryland was easier accessible from this stage, whereas later in time, uh, the dryland was further away, it was wetter, and the composition of that margin changed because it was wetter. So mm -hmm. later in time, you see, there is much more willow. And willow like to have wet feet. Wet feet. So the dry lens was pushed back and back and back. So the hazel was pushed back to the dry lens as well. Though tiny, the pollen evidence tells an interesting story about what was happening on the land around the bog in the latter part of the Neolithic. Towards the Middle Neolithic, where the level of woodland disturbance seems to, to have ceased. Uh, so the trees start recolonising the area. And the, the later Neolithic, we don't see much evidence in the pollen record for activity surrounding the bog. 